Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, covering Equinox this time around. And we have season five, oh, season five, season one, episode five, I Hear Voices. And we have a lot of mysteries revealed in this episode, a few more breadcrumbs to follow. And I'm Brian, and the other voice you'll hear in your ear is Jerry. Jerry, how are you doing this morning? Or today, sorry. I don't know why I said doing this morning. great. How are you doing, Brian? <laughs> doing good, doing good. Off to a rip-roaring start here, Jerry. <laughs> So, Jer, we got a lot of answers in this episode, and let's start. I don't know. I don't. We talked a lot about Romania last time, and we finally figured out it was Romania, thankfully. But we also found out about the Hair King. Where yeah. do you want to start? I think we should talk about Romania. I feel like they, they covered at the beginning of the episode. I feel like we should because we were so confused last podcast, right? And, and I think we that was you know it was really settled. You know, it, it's explained pretty quickly. Right, um, that it's they didn't go to Marrakesh. They went to a place that's called Marrakesh within Romania, right? Um, and it's it's because that apparently Amelia traveled to Marrakesh and it didn't work out, right? She she just didn't find what she was looking for, and it sounds like she, her, and Jakob kind of created their own Marrakesh or what they thought it should be um, right there in Romania, right? Yeah, so they've got a commune here, and we were speculating maybe it was a neighborhood. We thought it could have been a neighborhood that in Romania, and it turned out to kind of be right. It was a commune they created, and I was like, the they immediately let you know that it's Romania right by the forests. Like obviously, we're not in the desert in Morocco, so pretty pretty clearly right away when we saw Astrid in the car, she's speaking English to the driver. We were pretty clued in that it was Romania. When uh, I felt really slow when I when I first watched this episode, it took me. I don't know why I couldn't immediately see that it was Amelia, even though there's only like seven characters in the show. Did you know right away? I did not. I, I did. I did not. It, it, when when she said that, it was unexpected. What was really confusing is she recognized Astrid, right? And she goes like Astrid, like you know. And and in my mind, she knew Astrid when she was a little girl. Like I I feel like. The young girl that we see in these episodes and versus the 30-year-old that we know as the main character, I feel like there's a big difference there. I'm so surprised she recognized her. Did it surprise you? I was just like, who is this woman that recognizes her? And then when it turns out to be Amelia, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's the one character we haven't seen yet in the future. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm glad. I was excited. But um, but it was it was kind of surprising that, that, um, that she kind of recognized her so many years later, right? Yeah, uh, her Ostara senses must have been tingling because yeah, I don't know how she would have recognized her. Either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I guess um, first initial thoughts on Amelia, right? Um, first of all, it's not Amelia anymore; it's, it's Sybil. Um, so we have a new name, <laughs> which we find out right away. <laughs> and and her explanation as to who Amelia was and why she's no longer there very very fishy. It's just very very interesting, at least in my mind. You know, she explains herself as, you know, Amelia wanted to be Ida, and she wanted to be with Ida. And she couldn't do either of those things, so she had to let her go. Um, And as a result, she became Sybil. Um, And Sybil is, she described her as, like, is light and is, like, in the the now or something like that. It It was something really, really kind of cultish (laughs) yeah well there's a lot going on there right um yeah so she comes out she's like i like when she first comes out and she's like 
I, you just you just came at the perfect time because I just came out of my sixty day silence and Astrid's walking like okay like 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 she had just said oh you're just lucky I just came back from the store or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I just came back from the massage. No, I just came back from the sixty day you know now of silence. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Astrid should have ran ran back to the taxi after that one. Um, okay, so yeah, she's Siebel now, right? Or Siebel? I, I'm so bad with these pronunciations, but uh, she. She and it was interesting, right? Because she's really shady the whole time. She um, she lies about not knowing where the book is, right? And um, I know I'm jumping ahead, right. but I can't believe like the revelation she comes up with that Astrid might not be Ida's sister. Uh, that was really surprising to me. And, yeah. And I, I super crazy. Really wild, right? And she's it's always like ask your mother. We always have to like it's always like leading you to the next person. There's always like a trail of breadcrumbs to follow in the show. So some character will tell you to go to the bus driver. This character, the bus driver will tell you to go find Falky or whatever. You know, there's always <laughs> go ask your dad, go ask your mom. It's always leading somewhere, right? Right. It's uh, it's 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 really interesting to me the fact that you know I, I assumed you know when we get to meet Amelia and it, it makes sense she's you know kind of deceiving and she's kind of you know not leading Astrid down a truthful path. Um, but what's interesting to me is she's so coherent and she's so with it um, that that now I, I just, you know, I like the experience with her so much more, even though he's, she's so deceptive than yeah. I did with Falke, you Ooh, know, the like, contrast, it, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm much more okay with deception <laughs> <laughs> because she's so much more coherent and I could try and read between the lines with her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that makes sense. Uh, Falky, I mean, you're not you're getting nowhere talking to Falky under that roller coaster. So pretty tough sell for Falk, the Falk man. Uh, after they they moved there together, they started Marrakesh together. So they were assuming like maybe in love for the last twenty one years. Do are are we assuming that Jakob? That is. I think we could assume that. Okay. I, I think I think we could assume that Jakob and, and Sybil uh, were together. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think. That's a good assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember what I wanted to say at the beginning here. Um, so I had some wild theories going through my head when we first pull up to the uh, to the commune, and even though you know hair is a different color, I, the first thought I thought was like, "Ida's alive! It's Ida!" And all these people from the bus—they're on the commune. <laughs> I thought I thought that the bus crash people—that's where they all lived. They started at the commune. I was like, "Oh, it'll be a happy ending after all," but uh, I don't think that's where it's going. I don't think it is either, but that would have been great if they would have gone that way. I would have been fine with that that twist. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good. I think I think it would have been okay. We still don't know what happened to the people on the uh, the graduate truck, so uh, we are hoping and assuming we'll find out next week. But maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're leaving room for season two. We don't we don't really know at this point. Yeah, we're 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 totally um, at the will of the writers at this point. Um, yeah. You know, we and don't know where things are going to go. And Netflix. Um, but but I, I, I'm really enjoying the ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we've been enjoying it. I have a few minor nitpicks with this episode. Um, I can get to them later on. But I've been really enjoying the ride so far. And uh, we were talking beforehand. Like, every episode we've been invested in, we've watched it twice. And even so, like, there's still things we pick up and it doesn't get boring. So I do like this show. And I think it's been a fun ride. Um, would you say the same, Jer? I would agree. I would completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's a smaller, smaller universe with this show, right? There's, there's a yeah. limited amount of characters yeah. and I feel like sometimes that limits the show a little bit, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, 
you know, it feels like it's still a very deep show and there's still a lot of good content here. And they're really effective. You know, I feel like a good show can give you a character and take away that character in one episode and make you care about that character. And I feel like this episode does that with the little boy that Astrid meets oh. in, the, in, the, in the hospital, yeah, right? Definitely. Um, and I feel like that's what a good show can do. And I feel like they did that very effectively. And I, I don't really think we learned his name, but, um, but we, we find out that she is, you know, she makes a friend um, in the hospital and she kind of uh, leads him astray, I guess. Um, so he kind of, he first comes to her and is like, look, you know, like you, you know, is, you get used to coming here and she's just like, no, this is my first time. And I'm not sick, you know, and, and kind of, it goes from there where she kind of convinces him like, you know, Hey, I look, I don't know about you, but I know that what I'm experiencing is real, you know, and it's that, you know, it's, it's that that's kind of driving her. And I'm, I'm going to be try to you know, to rescue my sister and, and that type of thing. And their relationship is really interesting and they have a little knock on the wall. Um, it's, it's just, it's very well done. It's a very well done story. Yeah, I got a question. So what was the knock on the wall? Well, you brought up the knock on the wall. So they, she knocks on the wall and he responds. And then the next morning he doesn't respond. But what was the knock on the wall supposed to signify just that all was okay? Like good night knock? Like I, I wasn't quite picking up um, what the knock signified before. And I know obviously he wasn't there at the end, but um, could, you, could you enlighten me a little bit on that? Yeah, I, you know, in my mind, I think it was, um, it was just an acknowledgement, you know, yeah. like I, when, when I was, when I was younger, I used to caddy on the golf course. And one thing we did is if we saw another caddy, we would tip our hat, you know, like you'd grab your baseball cap and you'd kind of tip it. And so it was an acknowledgement. And I feel like that's what he was saying. He's like, Hey, cause he doesn't say what to do if you, if you're not okay. He just says two knocks means okay. And that's yeah. it. So it's just a matter of acknowledging, you know, the other person on the other side of the wall, but you're not alone because they're alone now, yeah. you know, for a lot of the time, you know, we saw earlier in the episode, the dad had to leave. So, you know, I think it's just two knocks means you're okay. And, and I feel like that's, that's kind of what they're doing. They're just acknowledging each other and they're just kind of it's essentially telling each other that, you know, you're not alone, you know, I'm with you. And, and that, that's, that's all they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's terribly sad when she does the two knocks and there's no response. And then you see people in the hallway and, and it kind of develops into there. And she goes into the, into his room and there's the writing on the wall that kind of develops in front of you along with the broken window. It's just a, it's such a sad scene, but um, really effective, really effective for creating a scene in the show. Yeah, and I brought up the code because I was wondering if maybe they – like agreed to not take the medicine and two knocks means okay we both didn't take it because he had been taking it prior to to that night I thought and then she kind of had to talk with him and then um the next morning uh the incident happens right so I I just I was wondering about that do you, anything to that like did Astrid was Astrid part of the, like the uh, hor- it's so horrible to even think about but what do you think about that I what what I got from it and how I read it was the knocking was just them acknowledging each other. It was building a relationship. But she continually said that she felt like she was okay and that she kind of believed, like, hey, why don't you listen? You know, why don't you just, you know, maybe the voices are real that you're hearing. You know, maybe maybe they have it wrong, you know, them being the, the people at the hospital, you know. And and I think he, he eventually took that to heart. 
And and when he does that and he starts listening to the voices, you would kind of see the aftermath of that. Um, so that, that that's kind of what I thought. I think, you know, you just need to assume that there's multiple conversations that we're not seeing, you know, conversations where she's kind of telling him like, hey, like, you know, I go to this den and I'm trying to rescue my sister and it's all real. And you know, that type of thing. And, you know, at a certain point he buys into it and he decides, well, maybe the people who are in my head that are talking to me are real too, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's unfortunately where that ends up going, which is, it's such a sad story. Um, and we, we feel we care so much for that little boy, even though we don't even know his name, you know, And, and we just were introduced to him in this episode. So, you know, they provide the show gives him, gives him to us and then he takes it away. And, you know, he has such an impact um, and and really tell the story as to why Astrid decides to go on the path of taking her medicine, to, to take the right steps, to, to not be in those dreams and to continue searching for her sister to let her sister go, you know, at least at that point in her life. Now, it seems like later in life, she goes back to it. She decides she needs to continue looking for her sister. And, you know, that leads us on the path where we're currently on. But at that point in time, that was what needed. To, that was the motivation she needed to to stop her search. Okay. Okay. Um, going. At least that's how I took it. <laughs> no, I get it. I was actually had a quite. I was wondering. One of the notes I wrote at the end was, I wonder if she did take that medicine um, because you know the orderly, uh, worst orderly in the world. Like I don't know how he was fooled by Astrid not swallowing that medicine. Um, you know, you know, he was like, should I leave the light on? And she's like, ah, like water's coming out of her mouth. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All set. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you said about the characters, yeah, because you, you're right, it is kind of a limited world, and that's kind of a little bit of my complaint is that we, we were so on the Hair King, like we knew who it was like from like Henrik's introduction to the show. But on the flip side, you really do get to know the characters better. And like you said, they did a great job introducing the boy and then also taking him away from us in this episode. But I do feel like I have a good grasp on all of our main characters, Jakob, Amelia, even Ida now, even though she's somewhat of an enig- an, an, an enigma. Um, she, enigma, yeah. Uh, she, God, I feel bad for her. And just thinking about Ida, like, last episode was horrible. So awful. The aftermath of this really, it, it, was, it, it sucked. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was, just, it it was so horrible. It, yeah. it, yeah. it, just, it just gets worse yeah. and worse for Ida. Yeah. As this show goes on, I feel like every episode is just, like, more bad news for Ida. Like, yeah. more, more, you know, miss mishandlings of her and her situation and her environment and yeah oh man so i mean we could start talking about it right mm-hmm. uh, you know the the way that she's treated by um by all three of them and i was yeah. surprised that falke kind of doesn't pay her any mind either but yeah. all three of them just they don't they ignore her like you know amelia's mean to her when she walks into class Jakob won't even talk to her and says, I don't, I don't know you anything, you know, that type of thing. It's, it's so terrible. I mean, it's just, it's so rough and it's tough to watch. Um, and you can tell it, it drives her to a depression where she doesn't want to get out of bed. And then, you know, it just continues to, you know, it just, she's, she's lost in the rain and she's just standing in an open way and she's not even close to home and she's just looking off into the distance and it's, you feel so terrible for her. Right. Yeah. No, I hated, I hated watching that. And, um, the actress, she did such a good job just like watching her fall apart through this episode through, you know, horrible actions of teenagers. And for being honest, like they needed to step up and stop what was happening to her last week. They needed to advocate for her. 
and instead they let her down they were her friends like the people in the cult didn't know her they were her friends that needed to step up and kind of intervene there in my opinion and instead yeah. now they're Agreed. just now Agreed. they're just ghosting her and you bring up falky i because i I, I was really concerned, like, um, Yaka, and I think Ida's big concern is uh, Jakob and Amelia, as she's closer with them. And I guess they, I, I noticed Falky was in the scene with Jakob playing the band, and he just agrees with him. But did you pick up anything else, Falky-wise? Uh, I, I, I didn't pe- uh, catch him in any other scenes. I don't know if you have anything more on that. I didn't catch him in any other scenes, but I felt like there was... Um, I just felt like he was going to be the one to be like, okay, if Amelia has left her behind, and Jakob's left her behind... I just thought Falke would be the one to be like, hey, you know, I'm here for you, that type of thing. Yeah. And he doesn't talk to her, but more importantly, when Jakob starts playing, he starts playing, and he kind of mimics, he, he follows along Jakob, and essentially just kind of, you know, does, you know, does, he kind of, in without saying anything, he mimics what Jakob's thoughts are towards Ida yeah. by, not, by, by just following his lead, you know? Musically, yeah. in fact, but um, yeah, it, it's just the same, and it's just you know, it's upsetting because um, I, I wanted I wanted more from a young young Fox. Okay, you know, I really did, and you know, I, I don't I don't know what's going to lead to what happens in the last episode or on the bus ride, but um, you know, you just feel like the way that the three of them reacted afterwards in the aftermath of this is part of kind of the situation and gonna gonna lead to their dis, their dispositions in that last bus ride you know um and, and i think that'll be interesting to see well so we know that Jakob and amelia get together at the end of the episode right and that's right and that's what leads Ida, we were talking about earlier, she was in the rain, and that's what leads to Henrik. And oh my God, Henrik! I mean, he's he's the worst of the, all of them uh, in the whole show. And he is, yeah. And he, so this, the nerve of this guy. I, they're like rewatching it, like a few, uh, on the second time. He like comes in from the classroom, and he's like, "Oh, hope you guys had a good weekend." And I'm like, "This, this mother, this guy yeah. is, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, he, uh, he like, uh, and like, because obviously he has the knowledge, right? Unless we're being completely misled by the by the hair's head at the end i don't think we i don't think we are um no no we are not yeah he 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 was the one he was the guy um you know they're the, the that's absolutely him he's doing that all on purpose he him, him coming in and saying oh everyone had a good weekend and like the god is everywhere you know pan you know, pantheism pan, yeah whatever and mm-hmm. pantheism like yeah that that's totally that's him doing that and then he's he's following her right so he bumps into her in the hallway, and then all of a sudden, when she's looking out in the rain, he kind of ends up being there, like he's stalking her. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's he's completely like kind of following her, you know, along, and and it's just so creepy and so disgusting and disturbing, and and all of those things. <laughs> you're right, and you're bringing up the he was following her because I think we we're meant to take that that was across town in Copenhagen, um, because they had like a they kind of like panned out. And they had a wide shot of Copenhagen. And then we see Ida all of a sudden in a different location. So, yeah, it wasn't like it was, like, close to school, I don't think. I think you're right that he was following her. No. It was by his house, right? That's what he said. I mean, the letter to, for coffee. Yep. I mean, the nerve of this guy. I cannot believe this this stuff. And then I guess what's kind of the two the nitpicks I have with this is, uh, and unless they, like, can tie it up in the sixth episode. So what's the what, he knows that his 
you know, hair's head is visible and he sends her to the bathroom. He invites her over to his house. So what's his motive? I just thought it was lazy how they, how they, how, how easy it was for her to find it. I don't, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, I think a couple of things. Um, I think that he, I think she was meant to go there. I feel like similar to how Astrid is drawn to the door and she scratches it off and finds the Equinox symbol. Essentially was drawn to that mirror, right? I feel like that same thing probably was drawing her, you know, drawing um, uh, Ida to the area where he lives. I, I feel like there, she didn't know what to do. She's kind of, you know, off. She's wandering by herself. I feel like she's, she's probably drawn to that area, drawn to that some way, shape or form. You know, I think that's a, it's a little bit of a, you know, you need, kind of need to believe in the spiritualism of the show. But I think that's what's what's going on, and and maybe it's it's her, you know, into the her intuition trying to find the truth, you know, and and, and maybe that's a subconscious thing. But, um, you know, I think it, it's it's her her kind of figuring out what's going on, and then, um, you know, I feel like I think he's just being lazy when when that door is open and the <laughs> thing is on there. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's just. It's just he's he is very confident, Henrik. Right? He's so confident. Like even yeah. you you know what's funny is you know his wife knows how guilty he is, right? And when when uh, when Astrid shows up, she's so mean and she's so nasty and she's whatever. And then all of a sudden she could just complete one eighty. But the entire time he's he's fine. You know he only loses his composure once. You know and. and and the entire time he's he's like you know he's kind of laughing you know he sees the hair in the road he's just very confident so he's kind of like look if you see the hair head that's fine it's over like the 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 ceremony went on as it's supposed to so you know if, if you're going to see that 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 mask then that's what you're going to see you know yeah. so I feel like that that's kind of his mantra and 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 what what he's thinking at least that, that's what I took from yeah like him detaching it's like it's like scary behavior, right? It's like, it's um, obviously his behavior is very disturbing in, in general, but then like him acting so smooth and the, um, yeah, like detaching from it and like doing things, saying things like, Oh, Liza, she reads the strangest things, right. Making little quips, like trying to be normal, you know? And like when something hugely as inappropriate has happened between like the student and teacher, you know, while she was drugged. Yeah. And it's ruined her life. And it, it, um, yeah. this trauma is real that happens to people you know all the time it's it's really sad um yeah. and uh it's it's it really is heartbreaking watching Ida go through everything in this episode and we have the scene with Ida and her parents as well right we have Dennis kind of arguing that she should see a doctor but of course we saw last time that the mom was there and she knows exactly what's happened uh do you want to talk a little bit about yeah. the mom's behavior in this episode yeah it's I mean um, it's clear that the episode, that, that episode five is, is leading to a conversation between Astrid and her mother, right? I mean, I mean, I, uh, there's, there's no way that we're not going to get one more conversation, right? Um, and it's very clear the mother knows a lot, right? I mean, she was at the ceremony and she sits down next to her daughter and she kind of knows she's pregnant right away, you know? <laughs> so she's not surprised by this. Um, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, okay, like, you know, um, you know, um, you know, this isn't the worst thing in the world. When I was pregnant with you, it was a wonderful thing. It was it changed my life, would change it for the better, that type of thing. 
Um, you know, I, I, listen, and there, there's truth to that, I'm sure. But but at the same time, she's trying to be supportive, and I get that too. But, um, you know, it's it's so scary to see this happening to Ida. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, you just feel so terrible for her and um and her situation and there's there's a lot of sympathy when you're watching right yeah no it's just so messed up um so messed up um okay so i want to i want to think about this for a little um first episode six so i'm wondering uh we know that ostara flows in the blood and astrid maybe would have been a candidate to be ostara if she really was edith's sister apparently there's some question about that but it seems like the mom she probably was likely Ostara as well, is what I would be guessing if if the blood flows through Ida. So what happened to the, like, are we going to get an explanation for the mom's behavior that's going to make it be kind of sympathetic? Like, what happened to the mom that made her into, like, that led her into this position? I wonder if we're going to get, like, a flashback to the mom being Ostara in episode six. What do you think about that? I think Ostara always disappears. Okay. So I don't think it could be okay. the mom. And I feel like the timing doesn't work out, right? Because 21. she's too young. Like, so if if she was conceived at the Ostara event for the mother, she would be in her. She would be twenty one, not eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So that that so that just based on the numbers, that doesn't that doesn't triangulate for me. So it needs to be something where. The mother wasn't necessarily Ostara, but maybe she, you know, conceived, you know, her daughter on that day or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, that, that's at least what I'm thinking. Now, maybe, maybe this was the one time where Ostara doesn't work out, where it's like, where maybe Ostara doesn't disappear every time. I don't know. Now, maybe we'll find that out. You know, I just feel like it would make sense to me that every 21 years a girl goes missing and no one really has, you know, it, it, people can't put it, put two and two together and that's just how it goes. Now the question is what happened to the other 21 students <laughs> and does that happen every 20 years? I don't know, you know, every 21 years. I, I don't think so, but that, that that's what I'm curious about. What happened on the bus? Why did those 20, 20 students have to disappear? You know, like what, what happened? And I'm hoping we're going to find the answer to that. that that's, Fingers crossed, you know, that that's what I'm hoping for. I hope so, too. You know, we're recording on Groundhog Day, so, like, you're saying that, uh, you know, Ostara did not see her shadow one year, and she she disappeared. No, she, it didn't work that year. <laughs> didn't work that year. Eight more weeks of winter or whatever. 21 more. Whatever 21 more years. <laughs> till the next Ostara. 21 more years of winter. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Marrakesh a little bit. Uh uh, and I wanted to bring up, I think it was kind of weird that Seabell uh, gave Seabell gave uh, Astrid kind of free range of, of the place because she had lied about the book. And then Astrid goes to the mirror, hits her head against the mirror and unlocks the the book. She finds the book. Um, the doll, I, I noticed we talked about the doll from last episode. Remember how the doll had fallen and it had a crack on her head? Just like Astrid, yep. right? Just like Astrid. Yeah, that was, that was a precursor right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really interesting. I liked that scene quite a bit when she, when she strikes her head upon the mirror, it's, it's super, super crazy. I mean, that was a real a jumpy moment, at least for me. Um, you know, I think everything that happens in Marrakesh is super interesting. Uh, I like when they're up on the top of that tower 
that she talks about Jakob, but she doesn't say exactly that he jumped from there. But if you look closely, the wood on one side where she's kind of touching it is new wood versus the the other four sides are, are as old wood. Did you catch that? No, that is a really good catch. I definitely did not. Yeah. If you if you look, you can see the wood is different. That's so awesome. When, when she, and she's kind of touching it. So and it's the same side where that Astrid looks over and sees you know Jakob's body. You could tell it was it was redone. You know it had to be rebuilt. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That was interesting. No, that was interesting. The other thing about Jakob I found interesting too is he was like okay, so like when she found the book, his name was at the end of the list of names. Am, am I correct about that? Yes. Yes, you are. Almost like. I don't know. I keep bringing up like lost. Uh, I keep bringing up lost, but it reminds me of like the candidates or something like all the list of names that Jacob had. Another Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was another. That was another Jacob uh, who was was also super important to that story. And you know, I I think part of it is okay. You know, a lot of the episode we're talking about Jacob had lost something and then he found it and he was at peace. My whole thing is, did he lose the book? And that's what he had lost, right? And and is the answer that Amelia always had the book? So, you know, he, he wrote his name in the book because he was, you know, a big believer in the Xbox and everything like that, right? So that makes sense. That's why he'd write his name in the book because he was the owner of it. But I think Amelia was the one who had it, right? We find that in the flashback with the bus, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I think he found the book again at a certain point and then he was at peace. And then something happens, and he decides to kill himself because that's what that's what the date was on his arm. And she takes back the book and hides it in the mirror. There's something I feel like we're missing there. Okay, I have a theory. I don't know what. I've got a theory. <laughs> I think I've got a theory here. I don't think Jakob. Okay. Dead. I don't think Jakob's dead. Um, she said, "Remember when Ooh. she? Remember when she was talking about like, yeah, I buried Amelia and became Siebel." She almost says it like the exact same way when she's talking about Jakob. She's like, Jakob, uh, that Jakob, he, he buried himself there. I, I'd have to go back and look, but like the way she worded it, how she was talking about herself, and obviously she's not dead. So yeah, my big theory though, I don't think, I think Jakob's still alive, Um, and I'll be very curious. I, I, I think I'll, I'm like 75% sure he's still alive. I don't know, I'm, I'm that confident in it. <laughs> I like that theory a lot. I, I'm, I'm in on that. I'm, I'm, I'm buying that, Brian. I like that a lot. I think that's super interesting. I didn't think anything about it. You can bring up a great point. She does describe herself in the same way as Yakum as shedding their old self. So I, I think we, we might see him in the last episode. I'm excited to see if, if that ends up being true. I, I like that theory. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think we need a skipper boy reunion. Um, I liked how he was talking about him at the funeral. I'd like to see the brothers reu- reunited here. Yeah, with, with Matthias. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matthias, yep. Yeah. Uh, a few other quick Marrakesh notes that I had. Uh, I really liked, did you notice they were the same lamps in Marrakesh as in Ida's room? I did not, but I like that. Good catch. I think, Good I catch. think that's true. Cause like they, they, um, the, when the alarm, you know, when the alarm clock's going off and Astrid turns it off, the first thing, yeah. the first thing they show, I think is the lamp from Marrakesh in that. And I was like, where are we back? That doesn't seem like an alarm that they would have in the Romanian Marrakesh village. So I, I, I just, I, I thought that was cool. It was like a, a kind of an, an odor and um, homage to, um, to Ida. And we know she loved her. And we talked about that, you know, from episode two is like, everybody kind of likes Ida, right? Yep. Yeah. But yeah. then Yeah. No, I think that was, that's a great catch. Great catch. 
we haven't talked about the kind of her midnight jaunts through Marrakesh. I got a lot of Midsummer vibes. Did you see that movie? The um the movie that came out about like the Swedish um do you know what I'm talking about? It's, uh, Midsummer. I know I know I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I haven't watched it. You know, I think I have it free on one of those um channels and I, I feel like um is it the same director as Hereditary? Yes, I loved Hereditary. I thought Hereditary was really good and I just haven't gotten around to watching Midsummer. Um but uh, but I, it, it's on my list for sure. Yeah, let me give um, it a plug. I think that, I think you'd like it. Okay, okay. Uh, I I'm like need to one. give it a try. Yeah. And it um, reminds me of I, this. I thought, and it reminds you of this. Yeah, it was it was super creepy when she goes on the midnight walk. Yeah, I, the, the one guy is like, hey, you shouldn't be here. And then we see a woman just screaming. Just yeah. Absolutely screaming. Did you, did you see anything? Like, I looked at it twice. Me and, too. And I just, yeah. I just saw a woman in a nightgown just kind of screaming. I didn't get was. I feel like there's something more I'm supposed to get there, but I, I didn't get it. <laughs> I, I I saw the same thing you did. So I saw the she was. It looked like she was kind of pacing back and forth and screaming. And then I thought there was a man standing behind her, but I I didn't see him doing anything or t- uh, touching her at all. So I'm yeah, not sure. I, I and I think that was the guy who said you shouldn't be here, right? So he went in to comfort the woman that's in there and. And I guess that's what, kind of what he's doing, right? He's, he's trying to provide some sort of support. But I, I just, I feel like we didn't get why she's screaming. And maybe we're not going to get that. Maybe it's just kind of meant to be, you know, to provide a setting, you know, that the kind of weird things are happening yeah. in America. Yeah. But, um, uh, but it was it was super creepy. I watched it twice. I, I, I mean, I, it was it was neat. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a cool, cool scene. Yeah. And the, the door is so creepy, too, um, that, like, they highlight it in the beginning of the episode. And then later on, of course, she finds it and scratches it off, and we get the Equinox symbol. <laughs> it was kind of like, I don't know, it's like kind of pulling, like, the mask off the bad guy, right? Like, uh, in Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, totally. So, so, and then, like, we get that last conversation with Astrid and Siebel, uh, Siebel, <laughs> Amelia, and... <laughs> I can't like she's like she, like this this came out of nowhere for me. I don't know. I did not see this at all. Uh, this coming at all. What did you think about the revelation that she might not be Ida's sister? That was mind blowing to me. Uh, it makes a lot of sense though. Like in my mind, it's yeah. like okay, it makes sense that they're not that they're not technically sisters because in my mind, if you watch this show and you really think about it, the mother does not value. Astrid uh, nearly as much as you value Ida. So it makes sense that they're technically there's they're they're not technically sisters, you know, they don't have the same exact DNA. So maybe, you know, maybe Astrid was adopted, which I don't think I think it's more so like there's just different fathers there, but um but yeah, I don't I, we're going to need to find that out and I think that's something we're definitely going to find out in this next episode. Right. See, that's what I'm telling. You. I think the mom was Ostara because that would make sense if the mom was Ostara and she had to go through the same ritual. It's possible that she might have daughters from different husbands too. Sure, sure. No, I, I hear that. I guess it, the timing. It, it's certainly possible, but <laughs> isn't Ostara supposed to disappear? <laughs> so, I'm really unclear. Maybe she came back. Maybe, really unclear. <laughs> maybe she came back. But yeah. I, I tell you what. Uh, Dennis, the suspicion I had for Dennis, it, it didn't go away at the beginning of the episode when Dennis is pushing the Ostara fairy tale when she's in the, uh, when that young Astrid is, um, in the uh, facility in the rehab facility there. Uh, were you, were you watching that being like, yeah, she's bad. I told you. Uh-huh. I knew it. I almost <laughs> texted you a hundred percent. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I'm still supporting Dennis. I, I'm, I'm a believer in Dennis. We're going to see what the last episode brings. Maybe I'm, I'm probably going to end up being wrong, but I'm, I'm on the Dennis train. I still think he's a good guy, but that's just me. <laughs> it's interesting though that he was telling the story basically of, of, I mean, of course, like you know, the story that we see in the, you know, at the island, right? Or it a version, is, but it. But I think I think what that's doing is it's setting up the fact that he, you know, the, the father believes it's a, it's a fairy tale. It's like a story you tell children, you know, that Ostara, with you know the the kind of the meaning of the Easter Bunny, right? Like yeah. that. that that's how it's yeah. that's how he takes it, and that's what he thinks, and it's yeah. supposed to be a fairy tale. It's not real, right? Um, and, and I feel like that makes sense. Um, because he does, we tell us her in, in a previous episode, like these are fairy tales. They're not real. They're not real people. It's not a real thing, you know, um, which makes sense. And that's, that's kind of, you know, the, the, the shadow story is really cool, by the way. I thought, I thought it gets really neat with the cinematography there. I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah. Um, so talented, but it's, it's an interesting story. The hair, the airman drops a star for, for a bird, you know, and, and, um, and, and then, seems like our star is upset about it and that's kind of what happens in the episode right like so so you know the but assuming that Jacob is the hair king right Ouch, so Amelia. the hair king was with Ostara yeah right yeah and Amelia is the bird right okay. so it kind of there's a little bit of similarity there right yeah I'm still confused about Jacob's role in all this like is he just like the guy is it seems like Jakob got played a fool. Like he was a pawn and he thought he was the leader. That's kind of how I'm reading, like how he, how he took like the events of the last episode. I don't think he thought that was going to happen, I guess, based on his reaction. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think he is a pawn. I mean, all, all the characters have indicated that he's a pawn and that Henrik is really the guy who's in charge. and He's just doing what Henrik says, essentially, you know? And that would make sense. That would make all the sense in the world, right? You know, that Henrik made sure that Ida went there and that Henrik was probably like, hey, you should talk to that girl. Like, you know, that type of thing. Like, oh, I, I could see all of that, yeah. you know? And, and that would all make sense to me. But then again, maybe this last episode is going to teach us that that's not the case, you know? We, we don't know. That could be a twist, you know? Certainly, them not being real sisters, or whatever that means, whatever we're going to find out, was a big twist. You know, and maybe there's another twist or two that are coming our way in the next episode. You know, we don't know. Yeah, I do wonder if we're going to get the rug pulled out from under us and some, like, either a character we had thought as a, of as a villain turns out to be good or, or not good, but, like, the different perspective. I don't know. I wonder if there will be some, even a bigger twist than the one we saw in this episode. They'll be, be curious to track for the fi- finale in episode six. It's, you know... Oh. I feel like I have an out, out, like a really, really out there theory. Okay, let's hear it. If, 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 you, if your theory of the mom, Lena, being Ostara is correct, I'm calling that Torben is the hair king for her. Oh, I like that. That's probably that's, true. I don't if, like if it, but I, you're road, probably right. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking is, is, is happening. Yeah. Now that would tie him back in. Okay, because... We talked like it's it's small character small character list right so they all have to have like yeah. a meaning and a role I really like that I think that that could be that could be something that could be something Jer could be interesting could be interesting why yeah <laughs> how did this poor graduate truck driver get roped into this if he's not uh, part of this cult <laughs> absolutely he has to be it just it ha- it makes too much sense yeah and he just woke up we, 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 
in, in my mind, you know, what are we getting this next episode? I, I think, I mean, at least this is what I'm hoping, you know, we haven't, we haven't watched the last episode, but I'm hoping we're getting at, at the very least a conversation with Lena, right? We need one last conversation with the mother. Um, we need to get clarification regarding whether or not Astrid and Ida are sisters. We need right? to see Henry um, burn at the I, stake. I feel like no, I'm just... <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to for sure see Tor- Torben again, right? Because he woke up, like he woke up two episodes ago. Um, there's not this past episode, but the episode before it. And, and we need to see him again. He didn't wake up for no reason. He didn't wake up just because it was cool. Like we need, we need, we're going to talk to him again. Right. Um, so, so we have that. And, you know, I, I think the, the, the last thing we're, I'm hoping we find out what happened to those 20 kids, you know, like what, what really happened on that bus? You know, I hope that's what we see in the flashback. Um, I don't know if we're getting all of those things, but I feel like I feel hopeful that we are, you know? Yeah, no, that's a really good summary of what we should be expecting next time. Let me add a couple things too. We, yeah. the Ida and um, Hair King, uh, the Ida and Henrik scene, it just ends with Ida finding the, the rabbit's head, right? The hare's head. We don't really see the aftermath of that. What happens next? I mean, I don't even know if they'll show it, but do you think she just leaves or, and, um, cause we know she goes to the graduate track, but I mean, shit, what a horrible situation to be in. I think she leaves and I think that something happens where she's not pregnant for the graduate trip for that, through that bus ride. Was she drinking on that, that graduate trip? Cause she was drinking on that graduate trip. I, I, I feel um, like, and I feel like maybe that's, that's what leads to all this happening, you know, is her reacting to finding that out from Henrik and the, the way that she's treated by her three closest friends. What's the status? Because if I go back and watch the first episode again now, are the are they friendly in the first episode? I guess not, right? Ida and Amelia? No. No. So Ida doesn't want to get back on the bus, right? Uh-huh. Um, Jakob goes to talk to her. Jakob's young and Falke because he thinks Falke lost the book. And uh, Amelia turns to... Um, Amelia turns to Astrid and says, life is a disappointment. Okay, we're going to get that right. scene with Jakob and uh, Jakob and uh, Ida in the house now in the last episode, don't you think? I think I think so. I think so. You know, yeah. I, I would, that would make sense. I think we're going to get the yeah. graduate truck. I think that's going to be the big focus. I think I think we'll find out what happens in episode six. I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing we haven't talked about this episode is Astrid and her husband, uh, David. Now, poor David. Uh, she, she's he has she has, she has seven missed calls from this guy, and she like gives him one text, and it's like, "I'm sorry, I'm okay." That's it. She's in a foreign country. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, if if he didn't need any more motivation to go on that date that he was talking about in the first episode, <laughs> I, I don't know what more you need. You know, like <laughs> call the sitter. Um, you know, it's it's just like it's brutal. She's just like he's called multiple times. He's like, "Are you even on that plane?" Like that type of thing. And she's like, "In my mind, I know it'll cost a little bit more money, but give the man a phone call for yeah. goodness' sakes." Yeah. Like you know, like hey, I went to Romania instead. Like you know, that type of thing. Don't don't just not respond and then go. Sorry, I'm okay. Yeah. Like it's terrible. I mean, no, like you know, I I feel so bad for him, and you know, and. 
it's clear that he's working with the father and that's why she, you know, they, they drive her to the, yeah, the mental institution or he drives her, um, to the mental institution. And, and, um, you know, I, I feel like it's a, it's an interesting ending. I like the way that the episode ends where she's looking at herself because that's the last time she was there, you know, or in a situation similar to that. And, and I really liked how that kind of connects the past and the present really interestingly. I, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, you wonder if he, was he waiting at the airport, like 24 seven, you know, just waiting for her to show up. Like I, that was kind of like a little bit, a little weird, right? Like he just ended up being there. He's like, Hey, Astrid. (laughs) No, I think the dad texted him because she texts, she texts Dennis, she texts the dad and she's talking about like, Ida was Ostara. Don't you see? It was obvious the whole time. And I think that he kind of like, and he knows the dad. They coordinate. Yeah. They, they know that they're yeah, going to be in the airport. Yeah, they coordinated. They coordinated, yeah. And then, so... Yeah, but they coordinated. Astrid didn't want to go, and she ends up, like, taking control of the wheel, and they end up getting in a car accident. Um, we, we're not sure what happens to, in the aftermath of the car accident, but Astrid wakes up, and she's in the hospital again, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when and, she's and, with her. And in, in the mental institution, I, I would assume not... I mean, I guess, like, at least that's, that's my assumption that she's kind of back where she was when she was younger. And that, that's kind of the symbolism we're getting with yeah. her holding hands with her younger self, right? Yeah, some sort of uh, yeah, treatment facility for her. Okay. So yeah. that is interesting. So, yeah, it was kind of, so, yeah, she's looking at herself at the at the end of the episode, um, yeah, at her younger self. And it's just sad that, you know, like she's, she's back at the same point, I guess. Um, and she's, like, running from, like, I mean, all, it's not her fault. These, all these demons are happening to her and all. She has, you know, terrible family members, terrible friends. Or I guess they weren't her friends, but, you know, just feel for Astrid. Feel for this whole family. She's investigating something and she's not finding the results that you'd hope for, you know. Yeah. And she's coming up with more questions than answers. And you feel bad for her. And... You know, I like Astrid. I, I want mm. something good to happen to her. I want to see her on a good path at the end of the show. And, and I don't know if we're going to get that. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it probably won't be happy. for her. No, we won't hold our breath for a happy ending. Um, let me ask yeah. you this. Did you get the sense that two months had passed from basically like the beginning of the series till now? Um, sure. Let me, I think that's reasonable. You think that's reasonable? Cause I, I yeah. don't know. I, I felt like it was happening over like a few days, but... They talk about the radio program, like she hasn't worked on it over two months, and that was the last time she had been in. I, I just, I, I guess that kind of just blew me away. I didn't realize that's how, because if so, like, yeah, her husband really has the right to be upset if she's been gone for two months, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's her ex-husband, but yeah, he's been yeah. watching their, their daughter. Yeah, the with her daughter. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I feel like, um. You know, all the scenes we've seen has really felt like just like a week, you know, or, or maybe two weeks max, right? Um, and we find out it's two months. Now, I think, you know, some of it could be taken as like, oh, did she go to the library multiple days, you know, to investigate this, to research it? You know, did she spend multiple days, like, you know, trying to figure out what Falke was trying to say, you know, playing the lottery? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm joking around. But, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's kind of... Um, it's interesting. I feel like when you're in that deep into something, time does go by quickly. 
you know, and, and maybe that's what's trying to be conveyed here with the two month time frame that uh, that we find out. Um, but yeah. you know, I could buy into it. Yeah. I, I could, I really could buy into it. You know, we're not seeing every day, but two months have passed, and and I feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like that, that that could that could fit, and. I feel like at the end of the third month, it's probably going to be some sort of equinox, and I worry as to see what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely right. Yeah, yeah, that would track. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens in the in the final episode. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to wrap this all up. I wonder if they will leave room for more mystery. Uh, I, I wonder. Have you heard anything about season two? I have. I've been avoiding it like the plague. Okay. Anything on my phone I see involving Equinox, I look the other way. Like I, I really, I flip. I keep. I, I go away. I, I swipe left. I think is what the term would be. Like you know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see it. So I, I have no idea if there's they're talking about another season or anything like that. I've been avoiding it um, and just watching the episodes and enjoying it and uh, and just following them on their journey. Um, so I, I yeah I don't know. Um, I don't know on that at all. Do you know? Have you have you seen anything? I haven't heard anything yet. I feel like if yeah. like, usually on Netflix they put like season two coming soon if there is news. So maybe we would have seen that. The the thing, let me bring. I have one more note here about Jakob's tattoo because we we talked about like that's the day he was supposed to die. It would be really convenient for him to like have that and then like fake his death on that day and like have that as an excuse. I don't I don't know. You like I, just because like he has that tattoo doesn't necessarily mean that i think he's dead on this day you know what i mean sure 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 it's all all part of the master master yakup plan you yep. know yep. step one get a tattoo with the date step two pretend to kill yourself on that date you know <laughs> yeah maybe uh, uh, yeah i i don't know i mean maybe maybe we're gonna find out in the last episode that he had some sort of life insurance policy we don't know like <laughs> <laughs> what a scam <laughs> what a scam yeah no i i you know it's interesting i I'm really, I like your theory. I'm curious to see if we see him again, if he's going to be alive. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really, really cool, cool twist. Yeah. I think he's alive. I think he's alive. Um, so we will, we'll see next time, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So yeah, I've, I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Do you have anything uh, else in your notes that you wanted to bring up? Nothing else in my notes. Yeah. I think we've covered it. Yeah, we'll have to have a ranking for uh, the biggest POS at the end of the series. So we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Without a doubt. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat Henrik. Tough but, to, you know, Henrik's we'll, number we'll, one we'll with see. the ball. We got some good candidates. Yeah. There are yeah. some horrible people on the show. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's good. It's, uh, uh, it is well acted. And it's cool seeing it, um, a show from Denmark, too. I've, I've really been enjoying the Copenhagen scenes and uh, seeing the city, you know, the wide shots that they do. So I've, I've been enjoying that. I've also enjoyed it. I feel like cinematography, the way they set, set up scenes, um, you know, I feel like it's it's been well done. And I feel like, um, you know, we're getting to the end of the season and there are characters I care about. There's characters I'm worried about. There's things I want to learn. And I feel like those are all good things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just really want to know what happened with that truck. So I hope we find out in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Also, I'm going to have to go back and binge watch the Langoliers or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, if they don't toss us on the bus, that, that's going to be the best we're going to get. That's right? going back. <laughs> going back to the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a fun one, Joe. It's good to talk to you, talk to you through this episode. 
Oh, just one more episode left here on our Equinox coverage. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. Hope you guys um, have found the show. Um, let us know if you've liked it. Let us know if you've been enjoying Equinox itself. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, we will talk to you next time.